Hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I've seen something very interesting yesterday come out of Belgium. We're going to post it on the website, and everybody, if they want, they can read it. It's fairly long, but it's a full letter written to the Belgian government at every level entitled No Medical Justification for Emergency Orders. And at first I thought it was just basically a news article, and then the further I dug into it, I found out that it has been signed by 435 medical doctors in Belgium, along with 1,439 medically trained professionals and another almost 10,000 citizens. And apparently Belgium and a lot of other countries are starting to wake up to the truth of what's really happening. The first section of it, I'll read it here very briefly. You can read the rest of it. It's a long article. It says, We Belgian doctors and health professionals wish to express our serious concern about the evolution of the situation in the recent months surrounding the outbreak of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. We call on politicians to be independently and critically informed in decision-making process and the compulsory implementation of corona measures. We ask for an open debate where all experts are represented without any form of censorship. After the initial panic surrounding COVID-19, the objective facts now show a completely different picture. There is no medical justification for any emergency policy anymore. The current crisis management Management has become totally disproportionate and causes more damage than it does any good. We call an end to all measures and ask for immediate restoration of our normal democratic government and legal structures along with all civil liberties. The cure must not be worse than the problem. And then it goes on further to discuss in detail about all these gross violations by the Belgian government on what is happening. And so the reason why I brought this up is because more and more people are starting to wake up. Even here in the states, as you guys have seen now, numerous states across the country have now had health departments launching COVID-19 antibody test surveys in neighborhoods, meaning they're going around to certain random neighborhoods and going up to people's houses with paramedics and a basically a person that's interviewing them and asking them all these questions then asking for a blood sample. When they visit the home, they ask the residents to answer survey questions and give a blood sample. There is no, this is to determine the number of people who've been infected in the past. A lot of people have seen this. This happened in Minnesota, happened in Texas, and both the blood sample and survey are entirely voluntary. That's what they always say. That being said, however, the government's track record throughout history, even voluntary measures like this one, have opened open the door for severe abuse. Now, a group of citizens in Minnesota have taken notice. Now, remember, Minnesota is an open carry state. And apparently, they've had enough of it. According to the Pioneer Press, a team of state and federal health workers were confronted by armed residents while they were conducting a random COVID testing in a community in Minnesota. The incident came to light after the police department posted an email from the Minnesota Department of Public Safety on their social media accounts. They said, we are sending this email because a team of MDH and CDC examiners were recently confronted by a group of armed citizens in a neighborhood. When confronted by the armed group, the team simply turned around and walked away and were not followed. The incident was unfortunate. The team did the right thing by leaving and notifying their study site coordinator of the situation. 
Now, i got to give this neighborhood credit. Now, you can't do this in a lot of states, so know your rights with this. You can't just walk around with AR-15s, but in some states you can. They're still free, completely free as far as with open carry, and they did this in Minnesota. Now, if somebody wants to go around and ask you questions, I'm not a big fan of that. You guys know my – if somebody thinks they have the right, they have the right, but you also have the right to absolutely say no. And apparently, apparently in Minnesota, they have not wanted to capitulate with this because, again, as we've seen repeatedly, I mean, back in 2017, FEMA inadvertently exposed nearly 10,000 firefighters and paramedics and other responders to a deadly form of ricin during simulated bioterror response. So the fact of the matter is the United States in the last – is the last entity to trust when it comes to conducting studies. In 2015, it was discovered an Army lab had mistakenly shipped anthrax to labs and defense contractors for a decade. You can also go back to the Tuskegee experiment with the 600 men that were basically given syphilis and not treated to see what would happen. You, I mean, I could go, we, Dad and I could do a whole show on this as far as these things that have happened that were voluntary to see what they could get the populace to do. Because always remember this, and this is what I've always tried to convey to my friends, my family, people I know on the show, you have a right to say no thank you. It's very clear about that. Uh, the other day, somebody came up with one of the uh, census people came up to uh, the office here. And this is where we have a lot of registered stuff here. And they basically said, you know, how many people stay here? And I basically talked to them for a second. I said, well, I don't want to answer that. And they said, well, what about this? I said, I'm not going to answer that either. I said, I've already given you the answer that you wanted. I'm not going to give you any more answers. And I said, you have the right to ask me, but I have the right to say no. I've already talked to my attorney about this. They said, wow. They said, I'm actually surprised you know anything. Most people just give us all their information. And I said, that's fine. Everybody has the right to do what they want. I said, but that's why I encourage people to be informed. Just because somebody asks you a question does not mean you have to answer it. If a census person comes up to you and they want to know the name of your children, the age of your children, the background and education of everybody in your family, how much you've made and everybody's made in your family in the last 10 years, when was your first job and how many jobs have you had to where you are now, do you have to answer that crap? There's nothing constitutional. The only thing based in the Constitution about the census is that you basically are required to tell them how many people live in a residence. You don't have to tell them name. You don't have to tell them age. You don't have to tell them gender. You don't have to tell them crap. All you got to do is tell them the age or the, the, the amount of people. That's it. That's the only thing in the Constitution that's legal about a census. So understand about that when it comes to other things. The same thing goes if you're in an incident where a violent situation occurs. You don't have to tell them anything. There's an incident that happened in Tampa a ways back, basically, where it was outside of a bar at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, and an individual got in a vehicle and was, like, trying to steal a vehicle from a – not steal it, but the tow truck was trying to take it, and a guy came out there, and he discharged his weapon, didn't really mean to shoot the guy, ended up shooting the guy through the car, killed him. Basically told the cops that, you know, he was in fear of his life and he was defending himself. And they said, well, you know, this guy was not really a threat. He was kind of hooked up to a tow truck. You meant to shoot him? He goes, well, yeah, I meant to shoot him, but I didn't mean to kill him, but I did. The guy ended up getting like 25 years. And I talked to my attorney about it, and he said, listen, he goes, something like that ever happens. He goes, you don't say anything. He goes, you say attorney. 
You say attorney. They ask you another question. You say attorney, 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 attorney. You say attorney a hundred times. That's the only word that comes out of your mouth. Anything you say can and will be used against you in the court of law. There is no clause in that that says anything you say will be used to help you. The burden is on them to prove it. And my attorney said, if that guy would have not answered any questions, you'd have gotten an attorney. They basically would have pleaded down. They could have said that it was negligent discharge of a firearm. Negligent discharge, which they said it probably would have plea bargained down to two or three years. It probably would have been 20, 25 years. You have to know your rights. You do not have to say anything. The same thing with these guys in Minnesota. You do not have to answer their questions. You do not have to give them blood. These guys are trained to intimidate and to give you questions that are easier as they get harder. And in turn, they try to get you to capitulate with everything they say. This is how they're trained to do it. This is Psychological Operations 101. This is why you have the right to say no at any time. I cannot exemplify that any further. Now, if you get pulled over and an officer wants your driver's license, just give him your driver's license. I've seen videos where people try to pull the, I'm a sovereign citizen and I'm not going to give my driver's license. It ends badly. Now, you don't have to talk to them about anything. You do not. You have to give them your driver's license and they require your insurance. And basically, that's pretty much it. You don't have to tell them where you're going. A lot of times officers say, where are you going right now? I do not feel comfortable unless my attorney's present. I'm sorry. If I'm getting a citation, I've broken a statute, please charge me for that statute. If it be speeding, whatever it is, that's it. How fast were you going? I wasn't looking at the speedometer. I'm not being able to answer any questions. Well, why are you driving so fast? Sir, I'm not going to be able to answer any questions. That's it. You don't have to be rude. You don't have to yell. You don't have to cuss. You don't have to make a, a butt out of yourself. There's no reason to do that. Be respectful. By all means, always be respectful. But you do not have to volunteer information. My golly, you don't have to volunteer your blood just because somebody showed up to your house and basically tries to talk you into giving your blood away to them. Know your rights. Know what you can do. And know that you pretty much almost always have the right to say no, Dad. Austin, I, I just don't even know how to be any more clear than you just were. Just shut up. I mean, that's about as simple as it gets. Don't say anything because yeah. you will have that used against you. I mean, it doesn't make any difference. You just have to be quiet, not say. And you want, and I guarantee you, if you get into a situation like that, you just want to run your mouth. You do because you want to try to explain to them why something happened and why you're not at fault or why they should let you go or why you're a good person. No, just shut up. Don't say anything. Because if you get involved with them in a conversation, this is exactly what you said, they'll start off with, man, it sure is hot tonight, isn't it? Or it sure is hot today. You're like, yeah, it is. And they yep. said, you know, last month it was a little bit cooler. And they went, yeah, it was. Or last month it was a bit hotter. You just cool it off. And what they do, they started like that. So now they got you answering questions already about the weather or about anything, about look how pretty the stars are tonight. It doesn't make any difference. They can just get you cranked up, and you know, all of a sudden they, they break that ice, they get you to start talking, and all of a sudden now you're just spilling your guts. And you're like, what the heck did I just do? And the attorney says, why didn't you shut up? He said, well, he asked me how the weather was. And you go, well, how did I get into this? I don't know. Well, that, that's how it starts, guys. These guys are trained investigators and trained interrogators. And nowadays, it seems like if you don't want to tell them the truth, they stick you on a waterboard and put a towel on your face, start pouring water on your face, hold you upside down so you can't breathe, and now you're basically being gasping for air. And that seems to be okay now, too, and it doesn't really matter what the Constitution does. And now they're able to waterboard and torture American citizens just or kill them at random. We can do that, too, with Obama. He showed that we could just kill American citizens without trial with drones and brag about it. Yeah, that's that's where all this is going. And, you know, it's just you know, it's a frustrating, Austin. I'm with you on all of this, is that people have lost – 
their God-given rights, little by little by little, they've voluntarily given them away. I need your blood. Okay, here. Why do you need my blood? No, go away. I'm going to stick me with that needle. How do I even know that needle's clean? What's, what are you going to do with that? How many other needles have you used on another person? How, how do I know it's not a repeat needle? You're going to stick me with nothing. Yeah, that's, that's how it needs to go. Oh, by the way, I want to thank you guys for the overwhelming response. Let's just do a different segue here to make sure I cover this today. Uh, Claire and Kathy and Victor and the Parkers, all these, all so many of you have sent us gifts for these Thai girls. Uh, Victor Press sent me a great letter. And I, and it, you know, I, I want to thank you guys. You know, he said something here. He says, anyways, you guys are always refreshing in the aspect. I'm glad I'm not alone in how I see things. The international banking cartel, or as Jesus calls them, the synagogue of Satan. It's how Donald Trump is controlled. And so when you guys send me letters and I get to read them and you guys encourage us, it makes all the difference in the world. When you support our girls, you guys are all part of the family. And I told you this a year ago when we started with this Thai adoption process. I said, you know, we're going to go ahead and all do this together if you guys don't mind because I want you guys to be part of this because I want to make all of us be a difference. I mean, you think about it. So many grandmothers and mothers are going out now and buying these girls Barbies. So, by the way, we've got enough Barbies. Thank you. And, you know, and thank you for all the Barbies you've sent. If you have any extra, we'll just send them if you've already bought them, and we'll send them to the other girls on the orphanage. But the, but the thing about it is is that, you know, we've got to be part of the solution. We've got to be part of the solution. And also was talking about now how people are standing up against the COVID, and they don't want to basically get involved with it, and how these people in Belgium have written these articles and saying, hey, this isn't okay. You know, we're not okay with any of this stuff. Now, vaccine resistance, because of shows like this, is starting to grow. I mean, 55% just a few weeks ago, Democrats said they were going to take the vaccine as soon as it came out. That's down to 43%. Almost 50% of the Republicans a few weeks ago said that they were going to basically take the vaccine. That's down to 33%. Independence down. So the total is 39% total aggregate of people want to take the vaccines. You know, and it was really, really high. And it's because people are finally waking up and realizing that it's not okay. The international banking cartels that run the Federal Reserve Bank that run the Rockefeller Rothschild Industrial Complex. They're the ones that are pushing the COVID. You say, well, come on, Ted, it can't always be the central banks. Well, actually, it really always is the central banks, the synagogue of Satan. Uh, in fact, his, uh, this is one of my favorite articles. I've told you guys this so many times. Central bankers are now telling the markets, you're on your own now. <laughs> wow. Major central banks have preferred status quo for now. The Fed and BOJ join other major central banks, including the ECB, to stay out of a global economy as it recovers. Well, notice it's not really recovering. The Fed signal the rates that will remain near zero through at least 2023, but just stop short of adjusting the QE program. Now, what they're doing is they're pulling back on the, on the reins right now. And they're saying, okay, we're going to go and slow everything way, 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 way down so we can cause as much problem as we possibly can. Now you think, well, Ted, you said that they shouldn't be involved in this. Well, they've run a Ponzi scheme for 100 years in the United States. Now, because of this Ponzi scheme, we're in a situation where, you know, there's not enough money in circulation. So that when they increase the money supply, it actually increases, allows the economy to continue to go because we're not we're borrowing more money to cut... We keep borrowing more. We keep getting more credit cards to pay off more credit cards. We're in it now. The only way to stop it is to completely get rid of the Federal Reserve Bank and declare all of the debt owed to them and other countries that they sold the debt to void. Now, that would work. And just start us back in 1913 and make the Rothschild banking cartel, which, by the way, has the money, pay back all of the bonds and all of the other things that were sold in the name of the United States 
from the Treasury to fund this debt. We could do that, but man, it would be a mess with the international markets. But we need to, do, but we need to do that. It needs to be a reset. It needs to start over again, and all that debt needs to go away and get pushed on the back of the Rothschilds who started this mess. And and, and they do. They have the money. They pretty much own the entire planet. In fact, it's interesting. Here's the, I told keep telling you guys about the Black Rock and all of the stuff as far as the, the central banks. Here it is. A black box of unclear motives. The world's oldest central bank, though they don't mention Rothschild, blasted after redacting Black Rock bond buying report. Here we go. Ahead of today's risk bank decision, Swedish authorities basically are realizing that many other market participants over the lack of transparency about the newly unveiled corporate bond buying scheme through the international banking cartels. Guys, you know, it's so crazy. And if you look at this, I've got to say basically posted at Health Masters, it's all redacted. Redacted, 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 redacted. Why? Because they don't want you to know that these are the clowns that are doing this. They're the ones who run the world economies. They're the ones who own the world and have bought up everything. And you say, well, it can't be that bad. Yeah, it's that bad. You know, and I've told you guys, you know, we, we've got all of these crazy dual Israeli citizens, you know, in Congress. You say, why are you picking on Israel? Okay, here's why. Israel is the fiefdom of the Rothschild banking cartels through the Balfour Declaration. They needed a state which had non-extradition policies for the criminal cartels to go to, primarily the Jewish mafia, so they could not get extradited to, extradited to another country in order to be tried for crimes and for banking fraud. So that's one of the primary reasons that Israel was set up, was that. Now, they used a lot of other excuses, and then the other big reason is to get that, that third temple rebuilt, because the guys who run the show, the top levels of this, are Kabbalists, Luciferians, and they want to rebuild the third temple to get the Antichrist out. That's another big reason. In fact, that's probably the primary reason, according to the Masonic lodges, which pushed the, re re the rebuilding of Israel and the reforming of it as a nation in, in, you know, out of Palestine. So all of this stuff's going on. Now, dual Israeli citizen Chuck Schumer now is getting heckled. And they said, they're screaming at him. They're saying, you ain't doing SH. Stop lying to the people. Senate Majority Chuck Schumer was heckled Tuesday during a speech addressing Senate Republicans' intention to replace the late Justice Faith Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the Supreme Court. Democrats are fighting as hard as we can to protect Americans, Schumer said. Dual Israeli citizens, Schumer said. In his remarks on Capitol Hill in response to the heckler shouted, you ain't doing SH, stop lying to the people, which i got to give credit to the person who said that because he's absolutely right. It's all about covering the interests of Israel. The only reason we're in the Middle East is because of Israel, period. That's it. And you say, well, that's a pretty hard statement, Ted. No, it's, it's not, that's the truth. The only reason we're there is to protect Israel from all these Arab countries because they decided to settle right there in the middle of the Arabs. And the Arabs really hate the Jews. But a whole lot easier if we'd have given them the island of Madagascar off the coast of Africa and said, okay, look, guys, just make this your non-extradition country. Let's call it no longer Madagascar. Let's call it Israel. You guys go there, do your own thing, and basically have your island of just absolute corruption. And basically the number one homosexual destination of the world could be Madagascar. You know, we'll do all of this stuff right now, and so we don't get you guys into a big rile with the Arabs. Well, they don't want to do that because they wanted to rebuild the third temple on the Temple Mount, so they needed that spot back. So this is where we are right now. You say, well, Ted, that's, that's ridiculous. 
There's there's no way that this is something that's true. There's no way the only reason we're we're not we're over there we're over there to, for the oil. We're over there to protect the, the sovereignty of these countries. We're over there to base. No, we're not. <laughs> Here's an article. It says the U.S. is in the Middle East to protect Israel, not for oil. Trump says, and you go, wait a minute. Well, this was this was a speech that he did in South Carolina four days ago. Donald Trump said. The U.S. isn't involved in the Middle East for oil, but because we want to protect Israel. The comments have gone all but reported. Now, the exact quote, it kind of reads like this. It says, the fact is, we don't have to be in the Middle East other than we want to protect Israel. We've been very good to Israel. Other than that, we don't have to be in the Middle East. They think, well, Ted, he didn't say that. Okay. Uh, all right, he didn't say that. Let's see what he says. I'm sure that most of you notice when you go to fill up your tank of gas in your car, oftentimes it's below two dollars. You said, "How the hell did this ever happen?" Thank you, President Trump. Thank you, President Trump. And look at your electric bills, everything else. These guys, your electric would go up four, five, six times. The Green New Deal—it's called the Green New Nightmare. While I'm president, America will remain the number one producer of oil and natural gas on Earth, and we will remain. We are being sensitive. Oh, great. So, sorry about that, guys. I, they gave me a commercial right in the middle. I'm sure that was not on purpose. Hang on one second. Hang on one second. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me I want to keep, just about to say what it is. I'm going to play. Energy independent. It should be for many, many years to come. Because the fact is, we don't have to be in the Middle East other than we want to protect Israel. We've been very good to Israel. But other than that, we don't have to be in the Middle East. We don't need, you know, there was a time we needed death. Yeah, there we go. Other than that, we don't have to be in the Middle East except to protect Israel. Why is that? Because of the Rothschild banking cartel. Because of the Schofield Bible. Because we're in a situation where we have to do this now because the Rothschild banking cartel has commanded it. We have to do this now because we have 60 dual Israeli citizens in Congress and in the Senate. So we have all of this stuff going on right now in the Middle East. And Donald Trump just said the only reason we're doing this is for Israel. Now, i got to give him credit. I, I've got to give him credit for this. At least he's telling the truth. You know, At least he's not lying. He just straight told you. Why we're in the Middle East is because it's about Israel and protecting Israel. It has nothing to do with oil. It's about the greater Israeli program. He didn't say that, but that's what it's about. And it's about doing what the guys who own the United States want us to do. And it's so frustrating to me because when we see all of this and we talk about it on this show and we tell you guys what's going on, so many people come back and say, well, that's not true, that's not true, that's not true. I just, I just let you listen to it from the President of the United States' own mouth. Now, I posted this article and this link to this speech, and I've even given you the timestamp on the post so you can hear it yourself because it's like an hour speech. But, guys, it's so important to understand who's in charge, who's running the show. James Trafficking, Congressman James Trafficking, who called them out for doing this, who ended up going to prison for seven years. He basically said that we're Israel's whore. That's just the way he spoke. That's what he said. And that we do whatever they want us to do. And guys, this is not okay. It's not okay 
that they do this to us, whatever they want to do this, and that we're giving almost, what, $35,000, $40,000 per person in Israel funding every single year from the United States because that's what they want us to do. And the thing that bothers me with that more than anything else is that they own the central banks. They own the central bank of Israel. They could print their own currency and give it to their communist country and to the number one homosexual destination in the world as much as they want to. But they get us to do it. It's like a, it's like a little slap in our face, like, oh, by the way, you know, just because we can, we're going to make you guys borrow money to give to us for free. Just because we're going to show you we, can, we have the ability, the authority to do that. And guys, so much of this is because of evangelicals. Because of the complete and total belief in the Schofield Reference Bible that pushes Israel into the end times, which basically say that if you don't support Israel, you're cursed, and if you support Israel, you're blessed, and they take these scriptures out of context. We need to understand that. You know, you think about it for a second. Are we better off or worse off since we started supporting Israel back in 48? But wait a minute. You know, we had all of those dual citizens, dual people coming out of Russia that basically came into the United States. We talked about that who infiltrated our school systems, who infiltrated our Congress and our Senate, who've infiltrated our entire way of life, bringing their communist ideals into the United States based on Stalin and Lenin and Marx and Engel and all the rest. Now, they're the ones who pushed the abortion. That's right. They're the ones who pushed taking school out of the, prayer out of the schools. They're the ones that have pushed the transgender issue. They're the ones that control Hollywood. They're the ones that control the media. They're the ones that have completely and totally brainwashed the United States. And we're supposed to sit here and be happy about it? I'm not happy about it. I don't like any of this. It's awful that they've done this to the United States of America. I mean, like I, again, like I said, you know, it's not about basically, you know, having more money because they control all the central banks. It's about control. It's the same thing with these masks. It's the same thing with COVID. It's about controlling the very hearts, the thoughts, the... Oh, that's right. It says that in the book of Revelation, doesn't it? Doesn't it? It says how basically they come in and they control everything. It also says in the, in the book of Genesis. It comes in and says how, you know, every thought of every man will be evil all of the time. It says that too. And that's where they're trying to take us back to, so they can resurrect their serpent god. It always goes back to this. And guys, always remember this. And I'm not, again, I'm going to say this. I have to say this every time i got to qualify this. Not all Jews are involved in this synagogue of Satan nonsense. There are Jews out there that believe and practice out of the Torah, not out of the Talmud, not out of the Zohar, which is basically where the Kabbalah stuff comes from. You know, And so don't throw everybody into this lump. And realize there are conservative Jews out there, and there are Christians who are awake who don't support all of this stuff. But guys, we have been completely and totally brainwashed because of the Schofield Bible. And remember, the same guy, Samuel Untermeyer, who took and basically blackmailed Woodrow Wilson and put Brandish on the Supreme Court to get us in the World War One and gave us the income tax. Woodrow Wilson, who was riddled with syphilis, who was basically a complete and total imbecile before he got out of the White House with a massive stroke, induced by syphilis, blind in one eye, induced by syphilis, unbelievable cardiac problems induced by syphilis. Man, there wasn't a cure for syphilis 100 years ago. He was the guy they put in power to do all of this stuff, including bringing in the League of Nations, which morphed into the CFR when our Senate refused to ratify it, that Wilson brought over with the League of Nations. All of this stuff is done by the same group, the same synagogue of Satan. And we've got to realize that. 
And we have to understand who they are, what they are, what they believe, and what their ultimate motive is, which is a generational motive. Now, I'll continue to talk about this stuff until my last breath. But guys, it'll continue to go on after I'm gone. It will. And then Austin will pick up the mantle. And probably Hunter will pick up the mantle after him. We've got to stand in the gap. We've got to continue to tell the truth. Because if we don't, if we don't resist, if we don't fuss if we're forced to wear a mask, if we don't go somewhere else where they tell us in a restaurant we have to wear a mask, if we allow them to continue to push us into a corner and poke us with a stick and not poke back, the countries will be lost. And we'll look back, and we sure, we may live long, we may, we may make it another 20 years or whatever, and then, and then we'll die in, in a country that basically has lost all of its rights, scared to death, huddled in a corner while we die, thinking we had a chance. We had the chance to stop this 20 years ago. That would be right now, by the way, guys. We had the chance to say no, and we capitulated. And here we are, living in this Norwellian nightmare, because we didn't say no, because we said it's okay. Guys, it's not okay. you got to draw the line in the sand with this doggone vaccination. you got to say absolutely not. you got to fight as much as you possibly can with this mask. Like I said, you've got to go and get your driver's license renewed. They make you wear a mask. Fuss about it. Just fuss. You know? But, but, but don't, don't, don't be in a situation where you just comply. I, when I was, at the, I was at a hotel this weekend at the beach, and I, I couldn't believe all the sheep. I mean, I'm walking around, no mask on, getting busted out by the staff, and I think to myself, whatever. And so then I looked up the guy who is in charge of Marriott now, who's basically being treated for pancreatic cancer, and this guy's a big pro-LGBTQ, whatever he is, guy. And he's basically saying how important it is to wear masks in Marriott hotels because we've got to flatten the curve and get everything back to normal again. Guys, they don't want to get it back to normal again. They like tyranny. They yes. like the fact that putting up 5G networks. And I'm rambling. Okay, also, what do you think, bud? No, that, that's, that's exactly well said. You nailed it on the head. They like it where we're at here. They love it where we're at here. They don't want it to change. That's why Fauci is now saying that we probably need to wear a mask and we may get back to normal by the end of 2021. You have Robert Redfield, director of the Center for Disease Control Prevention, said Wednesday in a testimony for the Senate Appropriations Committee that face masks may be more protected than a vaccine. And we may need to continue to wear face masks basically indefinitely is what he implied. Then you have another individual, Dr. William Schaefer, an infectious disease specialist and professor at Vanderbilt University School of Medicine. And I quote, he said, most of us think that the COVID vaccine will be a good but not perfect vaccine. This means the only way you can be protected and the only way we can protect them is to continue wearing masks. Dr. Amish Ali said that getting the population fully vaccinated once a vaccine is developed will take a massive amount of time and that wearing masks may be, and I quote, more ingrained in our culture. Guys, they're turning us into basically a Muslim culture, by the way. This is what you do to basically insubordinates. This is what you do to infidels. You make them cover their face because they're filthy. They're dirty, dirty, filthy infidels. You don't want to see their face. You don't want them to breathe on you. You don't want them to talk to you. Cover your face, peasant. Don't make eye contact with me. Do you understand? Oh, Yes, master. Oh, you run down the hallway. Oh, oh, I can't go down this hallway. There's an arrow pointing. It's got to go the other way. I'll go the other hallway. I don't want to go against the grain. This is embarrassing. And what's interesting about it is sad part to me is that so many people 
have bought onto this complete and total lie. The masks are not made for viruses. They never were. The fact that they're trying to come out now and tell you that they're there to protect people from viruses boggles my mind. I've known this for years. This is why we have so many articles on the website. They're used to prevent doctors, essentially, in surgery from spitting or getting any saliva on the patient or contaminating the patient. It's, you know, essentially right up next to them. Viruses can infect through any mucous membrane, including the eyes. The biggest reason not to wear a mask is the fact that viruses are 40% smaller than the masks are able to filter. So basically, when you wear these things, they, you, know, you can look it up on Google. You, this is why the mask don't work. why they had to put a disclaimer on all these cotton blue masks that said, these do not protect you against COVID-19. It is for legal reasons. Because people say, oh, I'm wearing it. I'm going to be protected. All of a sudden, they catch COVID-19. They're going to sue them. Dude, just don't sue us. They don't work for COVID-19. We're telling you that. We're making the mask. We're the manufacturers, and we're telling you they don't work. You can look back at studies all the way from 2013, where 30 doctors and virologists studied and determined they did not work for viruses. Another one, 2015. Another one, 2019. These are all on the website. So when you hear the whole hoorah, hoorah speech about you just need to wear it. If you wear it, it'll be over soon. Guys, it ain't going to be over soon. They continue to push the goalposts further and further with no end in sight. This is what I told Dad the other day, and I've said this to numerous people when I'm out about. They say something about said, when, when are we allowed to take them off? Hmm? What do you mean? When, when, when's the date? How many cases do we get to, or how many minimal daily cases, or how many deaths as far as minimal deaths? What's the number? What's the date? Where's the point in time where we take off the mask? There is none. There's been given none. It's open-ended for a reason. This is why Fauci now saying by the end of 2021, we make it back to normal. There is not going to be any end. There is not going to be any return to normal unless we demand it. And so when people run around and they say, you, don't, you deny science, it's a scientific fact they work. I'm like, dude, show me a scientific research study that shows you in clinical trials that these masks protect you from viral infections or protect others from viral infections. Please, I will look it up and research it. There is not any significant research that shows a cloth mask or a net gator protects from a viral infection at all, zero. So my question is, I'm not denying science. You're the one that's just believing lies, that's perpetrated as science when it's nothing more than manipulation to get you to comply. That's the difference. And exactly why I said before, you have the right to say no. I've gotten in beyond numerous confrontations about masks now. People, you have to wear masks. No, thank you. No, thank you. If they press it, I have a medical exemption. Please do not talk to me. Okay, that's it. Do not bother me. They want to chase you around. They really want to escalate it. Well, you can always... Escalate it if you want to escalate it. I don't know. Keep walking. Most best thing to do is ignore people like that. Just keep doing your stuff. I mean, if you want to get in a big altercation, go to Walmart. You want to see how many people are brain-dead sheep, go walk in Walmart. 99.9% .9 of everybody in Walmart has masks. That's why I, I've told you guys before for years, though. I actively avoid Walmart. I can literally count the time on my hands that I've gone to Walmart in the last probably two or three years. And it's like one hand. I try to actively avoid it. Unless I went, like I did a couple months ago, just to try to see what would happen. Let's try. Okay, let's see what's going to happen. Me and my buddy going there. Let's let's see what kind of confrontation we get into. It's Saturday. We're bored. We have nothing else to do. See what we can see what trouble we can stir up. And sure enough, people said something to us. We said, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. I have medical exemption. Sorry. Bye. Don't want to talk. Here's the thing, guys. If we don't say no now, when are we going to say no? That's why I asked a minute ago. What's the goalpost? 
What's the end goal? What's the date? What's the final day of completion? When all of a sudden do masks go off? A lot of people are falling into the narrative that after November 4th, it's all going to be over. It ain't going to be over. I'm sorry, right now, it could be over. I will, I will bet you any amount of money you want to bet on a long bet. It is not going to be over after November 4th. Now, they may have to start slowing down and ramping down their rhetoric because nobody's complying. But I'm telling you right now, they're going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. John Rappaport put out an article yesterday or two days ago that made a very, very clear argument and basically said pretty much what he expects them to do with this vaccine. And this is what we've talked about. It doesn't matter if the vaccine works. It doesn't matter if it has any type of positive benefit at all. It doesn't matter if it has any negative impact at all, which we've already seen now, why they've had to stop clinical trials with some of the companies. It doesn't matter. All they have to do is push the narrative because they've already primed it. Think about it. They already have now the definition of COVID cases. Presently, the CDC absurdly allows doctors to diagnose a person with COVID simply for having a cough or a chill or living in an area where there may be a case. No test necessary. Oh, positive case, bam. That's already a net in itself. So first, change this practice. Once the vaccine is approved, demand testing for every single diagnosis. There you go. That's right there. Then state that a cough alone is not enough. Chills and fevers may not also be enough. Fever must also be required on top of that. These and other changes would automatically shrink the number of cases. The drop in numbers would be attributed again to the vaccine. All they have to do is change that. That one thing right there will drop the cases immensely. Then they can go in and quietly restrict the present hospital practice of arbitrarily writing COVID on patient cases and death files. They do that all the time now to get their $36,000. Literally, uh, what do you do? Well, we know swabbed him. Uh, you know, I know he's been on the table for two days. He got in a car wreck and got cut in half, but we know swabbed him, and it's showing a positive COVID test. Oh, it was a COVID death, $36,000. Write it on the death certificate. Uh, okay, but he's, he got cut in half by a truck. That doesn't matter. COVID killed him. You know that. He's tested positive. COVID definitely killed him. Write it down. And they do it. They did it up in a Coe not too long ago with a motorcycle rider. Sad story. This guy got mutilated in a motorcycle accident. A young kid, like 25 years old. That's why I don't, I don't ride motorcycles. I've sold all my motorcycles down here in Florida. The drivers are horrible down here. He died, got killed. Had no symptoms, not sick, hadn't been a doctor, nothing. They swab his nose. Hey, guess what? Came back with a positive test. Oh, this COVID killed him. But he got hit by a truck. He got sideswiped. No, 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 no. You understand? COVID killed him. We need another $36,000. Swipe it down. They do it. Then they just cook up more and more false studies and publish stuff. Oh, this is this, this, this is this, this is this. The vaccines attribute this now. It's working. The transmission of virus from person to person is slowing now thanks to the vaccine. Pump up the success of issuing immunity certificates after vaccination. That'll be the next thing you guys wait to see. People are feeling safe now. Businesses are reopening. You can go now if you're part of the, the solution. You've got your immunity certificate. Hide the many instances of injury and death from the vaccine. That's super easy for them to do. They do that all the time. When necessary, claim COVID was the cause. And now think about it. We now have social media that is completely and totally set up and geared to discredit, to ban, to shadow ban, and to full-blown block and delete anybody that says anything about the COVID vaccine. This is already being put in place. This is the whole reason why Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Google, all these places have already been slowly censoring. Once this vaccine comes out and anybody that actually got this vaccine and starts having horrible side effects, they're going to get online. 
And they're going to say, dude, listen, here's my papers when I got shot up. I am sick, boy. I don't feel good. I got to go to the hospital. And these, these videos are going to go viral. doesn't matter if they mess the algorithm or not. They're going to go viral because people are going to forward them and forward them and forward them. Well, all of a sudden, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, they're going to come in and say, I'm sorry, this is fake news. Uh, you guys are spreading lies. This is not attributed to this. You have no proof that this is attributed to the vaccine. Delete, ban, delete, ban, delete, ban. And they'll do it all across the board. And they'll continue to pump up the narrative that the wonderful vaccine immunity is great, but it's not permanent. You need your booster shot. Then here's what they'll do next. A huge number of people with flu-like illnesses, pneumonia, lung infections that are all being called COVID right now, every single one of them, they'll change it again. They'll go back to the way it was normally. And they'll say, hey, flu, pneumonia, all these things, people have it now. But guess what? The COVID cases are going down rapidly. Why? It's because of the vaccine. After the vaccines introduced, slowdown testing will also be brief. They'll stop testing people. This will automatically reduce the rate of new cases and attribute the decline again to the vaccine. You can see right here how the propaganda is already being spooled up, set into place, put on the cogs, and ready to drop into gear. They're already setting it up, guys. They're getting everybody prepped for it right now. And this is why, again... I encourage everybody, it's the time now to keep standing up for our rights because the vaccines are not going to be a fun one. That's going to be a rough one. If they actually do full-blown certificate immunity, you know, certificates to be able to go to the store, to shop, to get food, to go to the mall, and all of a sudden they don't let you in because you don't have your certificate like they're already doing in China right now, which has always been the template. What, what do you think is going to happen? You think it's going to be a whole lot harder to do now? Now you're not going to be able to say, no, thank you. I'm not going to wear a mask. I have a medical exemption. Now it's going to be, sorry, we're forcingly blocking you from coming into the building. You cannot enter because you're basically a COVID threat. You do not have a certificate. We are now dispatching law enforcement, hazmat, to detain you. You're going to go, but I'm trying to go into Publix and buy some chicken. Sorry, you will not be able to enter the store unless you have a certificate. You're going to go, Wow. That, ra that escalated rapidly. Sure, a heck of a lot easier to say, no, I don't want to wear a mask. Wish I wouldn't have really just gone along with that whole thing for the last six months. That's right. And that's just right. like that, everything changes and everybody goes, wow, how did we get here? You got here by being a peasant. Look at what happened in Australia. They're disarmed now. I love my Australian friends. They're great. But they got completely and totally sold down the river like a sweet duck when they gave up their firearm rights. Now you can watch videos. They're dragging people off the street, arresting them for not wearing masks. Anybody that says anything on Facebook about draconian COVID lockdown measures is arrested and has search warrants issued on them. It's become a full-blown totalitarian nightmare. This is what they're doing because they're basically owned by Big Pharma down there. There's an individual, if you look up the research on it, this is something that basically really is quite troubling when you start to look at what really happened to Australia. And uh, Robert F. Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., you guys know I'm a big fan of him, he put out an article the other day and was discussing it. And he said one of the crazy things about it is, the global pharmaceutical titan Robert, uh, Rupert Murdoch, whose ownership is 70% of the press in Australia, allows him to handpick the nation's prime minister, the ballot elect officials, and has transformed the nation into the world's most oppressive medical tyranny. The Murdoch family immensely profitable vaccine testing firm partners with and conducts 
clinical trials all across the globe with pharmaceutical companies. Murdoch deployed his global media empire to increase vaccine uptake. In 2018, his papers orchestrated the destruction of Dr. Andrew Wakefield as a favor to GlaxoSmithKline, Merck, and other MMR makers. You guys remember this is what Dr. Andrew Wakefield called out what happened with the CDC with the MMR vaccine and how the CDC knew it was directly causing autism in black young males. This is the same guy who's behind all of it, Rupert Murdoch, and he is behind the complete and total global pharma takeover of Australia. This is why there's been, what, allegedly 800 deaths that I personally don't even think have all been contributed to COVID, but that's what they're claiming in Australia, like 800 deaths in Australia, 800 deaths with a population of almost 27 million people. And they're claiming now they need full-blown lockdown, can't discuss the lockdown, can't say no, can't go outside without a mask, can't post anything on social media, or pretty much they all take you directly to jail, do not pass go, do not collect $200. That's Australia right now. How did this happen? Because they lost their ability to say no. Sometimes when the situation calls for it, you have to have the power to say no with the barrel of a gun in front of it. And I know that is not what a lot of people want to hear. And I'm not advocating violence by any means. But it sometimes comes down to somebody coming into your house. You say, no, Mr. Robber, you can't come into my house. And he's going to say, that's funny. You're funny. Guess what? I have a baseball bat. I have a knife. I have a gun. I'm coming into your house. I'm stealing all your stuff. If you say no and it's accompanied with the barrel of a firearm, it changes the entire dynamics of the situation and it no longer becomes a one-sided robbery. It now becomes mutually assured destruction even if that person is armed as well. Because now it's no longer fun to get in a gunfight to break into somebody's house. It is no longer fun to get shot in the face with a 12-gauge because you want to steal a TV. It's no longer fun to arrest people for speaking freely about Dracon lockdowns when you have an armed populace. That is what is happening in the United States right now. Australia, sorry, they lost that role when they gave up their firearms. And that is why I have said, and I will continue to say to the last breath of me, never allow yourself to be disarmed under any circumstances. This is what's going to happen. Australia is the perfect textbook template for what happens when you are disarmed. Please wake up, stand your ground, and continue to speak your mind, Dad. Well, and also, this disarmament is through the red flag gun laws. It's just a back door to do this. It's a back door, basically, to come to your house or to get you in the automobile and stop you on a traffic check and, and put you in handcuffs and go back to your house and go through your home and, and take all your weapons. And Donald Trump is the one who pushed this. He's the one who pushed the red flag gun laws, had his daughter going to every member of the Senate and Congress to try to get legislation passed to force this nationwide through a federal mandate. The same Donald Trump, who you would listen to him in this speech in South Carolina, if you want to listen to the whole thing, he, other than all the cussing that he does, he does a really good job talking about the patriot movement and what we expect him to do. Yet it's, he talks out of both sides of his mouth. He does one thing at these rallies, and I've told you this a hundred times, then he turns right back around and does something exact opposite when he gets back into the White House because of his Rothschild handlers. You know, Bill O'Reilly, who I'm, who I'm not a big fan of, he did a, a little expo, expose on George Soros, and he said that George Soros was not involved in, as a Nazi collaborator, which is not true. He was. 
I mean, George Soros was a convicted felon in France, for heaven's sakes. He worked with the Bank of England to get his fortune because nobody really knows where that came from because the Rothschilds used him as a cutout as a front guy. He's the one the Rothschild uses to basically pay all, and to, to affect all of these elections and all of these meritorial elections and all of these big city elections in order to get these people back on the street with absolutely no bail and, and no charges. George Soros is the one who's doing that to try to create as much anarchy as he possibly can in the United States. All of these people are handpicked and hand-selected for their roles in what they do. And it, that's at the largest level. Now, I want to go back. I want to talk about the president of Marriott right now. It's the first time that there hasn't been a person in the family who's been the head of the Marriott Corporation. And Arnie Moore's Soroson is basically the head guy. He runs a company. He previously practiced law in Washington, D.C. with Latham and Watkins, specializing in mergers and acquisitions. Imagine that. He's also been a director for Walmart. Imagine that. And he's also now serving as the chief operating officer for Marriott. Now, the crazy thing about this guy is that he was born to, as the son of a Lutheran pastor. He's married with four kids. And basically, he's now announced that he's had a treatable form of stage 2 pancreatic cancer. Now, here's his political advocacy. Now, I'm reading right off his Wikipedia page. If you want to fuss at somebody, fuss at the Wikipedia guys. He has led his company into advocating for LGBT rights. In 2016, he announced that he formally opposed Indiana's proposed Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which basically let the people in Indiana not hire lesbian and gays because they were lesbian gay if they were a church or a nonprofit ministry because it affected their church and it was against their standards. He opposed it. He, he, wanted, to be, he wanted to force people to hire anybody for any reason, depending no matter, no matter what he, they, their sexual orientation was. All right? And he also became one of the many CEOs to ask for a full repeal of North Carolina's House Bill, too, which basically says, you know, if you were born a guy, you know, you know, on your birth certificate, you have to use the men's restroom. Imagine that. Isn't that something that is so odd to everybody that if you were born a guy and it says on your birth certificate that you're a man, that you have to use the men's restroom? He's opposed to that. He wants anybody to use any bathroom anywhere, which this is this. But again, this is how they creep this stuff in. So he becomes the head guy of Marriott. And Marriott was originally founded by the Warrens, the Marriott brothers. And here they bring in this other guy who brings in all these other teachings. And Marriott just falls sideways. And little by little, this is what they do. And then they force your mass legislation. And they take your guns away like they did in Australia. Yesterday we were having lunch, Austin. And we were at an Indian restaurant which I may or, not, may or may not go back there again. It was weird food. And sometimes you get good Indian food, sometimes you don't. I'd rather have Middle Eastern food than Indian food, just as a preference, let you guys know a little about me. But what crazy thing is the guy was mumbling through a mask, mumbling. Couldn't understand. So Sharon puts an order in. Food comes out. First, the entree comes out. And it's all deep fat fried in canola oil. And he didn't know it. Nowhere on the menu mentioned on the menu that it mentioned that it was deep fat fried. So we said, What's it fried in? Is it olive oil? Well, no, it's canola oil. The guy's muttering through his mask. And he goes, Well, if you don't like this, we can get you beans. Beans. I said, well, like baked beans. Beans, yeah, baked beans. You know, that's baked in a jar. I said, Baked beans, okay, okay. Well, just bring us baked beans instead. All right. So we're waiting for the baked beans and so then we call a guy over to ask about some other recipes on the on the menu and he says, Well, he's bringing us he goes, Well, he's bringing you Chicken wings, wings, W-I-N-G now. I said, wings? We ordered beans. And he goes, no, 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 no. He, he, you ordered wings. And I said, we didn't order wings. 
I don't want a non-organic chicken wing that's all fat that's loaded with estrogen. I said, no. No, this was the mask ordeal yesterday. <laughs> okay, and I'm like, what the heck, you know? So guys, again, we're being forced to accept this stuff and forced to capitulate for what reason? So we can order beans instead of wings? I mean, what, the, what is all this about? you got to realize, guys, it's been coming for a long, long time, and they're putting the head on it right now to try to make it as bad as they can. Real quick, a little health article. It smells bad. It tastes bad. How America stopped trusting their water. Many residents of Martin County, Kentucky, won't drink their tap water because of a legacy of years of mismanagement and poisoning of the wells. Guys, this isn't just in Kentucky. This is all over the United States. People say, well, I don't drink fluorine and I don't drink chlorine because I've got well water. Uh, okay, well, I got all that too. But the reality is, is that the well water can be just as contaminated with all kinds of chemicals and pesticides as the city water can. It may not have the chlorine and the fluorine, but it may have all kinds of stuff. But many residents of Martin County, Kentucky won't drink their tap water. Why? Because of all of the poisons that are in the water in that area. Now, guys, think about it for a second. When you live in an area, when you have really high levels of heart disease, diabetes, and cancer, and we're all drinking the same water, you know, there's a high probability that we're being poisoned. And it's so important that we understand that. That's why we have distillers at Health Masters. The distillers allow the water to be evaporated. It's the only type of filtration that does this, right? It evaporates the water and it separates the water from the particulate matter instead of trying to separate the particulate matter from the water. It goes through stainless steel condensing coils that aren't units. A lot of people use aluminum coils, which puts aluminum back in the water. You don't want to do that. It has a fan on there that recondenses the water. It drips into a holding tank, and then all of the trash stays in the boil tank. And there's a volatile gas vent to allow if there's any chemicals that basically boil off quickly, it goes through the volatile gas vent. It's so easy if you get a good distiller to drink distilled water. And you can, then you take a couple drops of our trace minerals to put back in if you're concerned about trace minerals in the water and get away from all of these pesticides and chemicals in the water supply. It's so important that you, de that you decide that you're not going to be a filter and putting fluorine and chlorine and chemicals through your water and through your body. Guys... The water in the United States is so contaminated in most areas. Be really, really careful if you're drinking it and make sure it's distilled. i got to end with that. Austin, I Austin, go ahead and finish your show. I appreciate you guys. We, pray, we prayed for you this morning. God bless you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. And now another article's come out now. And as I've continued to say, and I think we're going to be seeing this for months and months to come, the gigantic, probably the largest theft in recorded history of the United States populace is becoming become more evident about exactly what COVID was about. They're now showing an article from the Post shows the Pentagon funneled hundreds of millions, upwards of over a billion, now the numbers are still coming in, of dollars in appropriated taxpayer COVID funds to private defense contractors for drone technology, jet engine repairs, army material, and body armor, and other purposes that had nothing to do with the pandemic. The Department of Defense, headed by former Raytheon lobbyist Mark Esberg, said began reshaping how it award the money just weeks after Congress in March approved over a $1 billion fund under the Defense Production Act to help the nation prepare for COVID. 
They go on to say here basically that the U.S. still faces major shortage of certain supplies. However, the Pentagon used appropriate funds and areas to dish out upwards of $183 million to Rolls-Royce for engines, other companies to maintain shipbuilding industry, hundreds of millions for drone and space surveillance technology, another $80 million to Kansas aircraft parts business. A subsidiary of Rolls-Royce also received $22 million from the Pentagon to upgrade a Mississippi plant to rebuild jets. So, again, the $950 billion that the Pentagon continues to get in the defense budget every year, in the regular budget, apparently is not enough. They wanted to tap in to some more funds, and they figured if they kept them low enough, a couple hundred million dollars here, a couple hundred million dollars here, nobody would really notice. And, of course, we're going to see this become more and more prevalent. Once the smoke clears and people start to really wake up, I guarantee you this is going to be the largest heist of American taxpayer money we've ever seen in history before. And it's sad. It really is sad. And most people don't even know what's happening. You see now the markets are going crazy, up, down, all around, sideways. The metal market's being shorted. I'm in the markets regularly. I look at stuff. The markets are getting shorted so heavily right now with naked paper shorts. It is nuts. They're trying to push the metal market back down down, back down, back down, back down, back down, even though the supply is still grossly difficult to get a hold of right now. This is not a coincidence. This is an intentional pushdown of real assets so they can go in and keep money funneled in to the giant banks, the giant corporations, and continue to grow their wealth hundreds of billions of dollars like we've seen Amazon and other groups over the past six months. So again, appreciate all the support in getting the truth out there, my friends. This is something we're going to have to continue to fight, to speak the truth about, and always remember, you have the right to say no. Very simple word, N-O. One of the first words a lot of children learn, no. No. You don't have to do it just because somebody says so. Stand your ground and believe your convictions and hold true to them, guys. Please check out the product of the week, the website, healthmasters.com. The COQ10 Ubiquinol form, incredibly effective product. Great for the hearts. One of my staples I take every day. It won product of the week on sale right now at healthmasters.com. Be sure to check it out, healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.